Yeah, folks, we're freaking back. Uh, welcome back to class, everybody. I am your favorite professor who is completely tired of Ricky's shit. Whoa! Wait, what's your name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Touche, uh, Ethan. And now I'm not tired of your shit. And now I and I am your extremely emotionally sensitive Professor Ricky right now. And how dare you even say something like that to me? <laughs> no, this man queued up. This is gonna be so bad for you, dude. And you forgot uh, your yeah, freaking he's gonna name. Cry about it. And you forgot your freaking name. What is a name? It is after all. It is just that which we call each other. Utteral, guttural mouth noises that just happen to. <laughs> identify if the you person. think about it it's really just vibrations whoa i know folks ethan said he's on one today <laughs> now i'm debating exactly what that one is on it is um i guess a disappointing <laughs> career <laughs> no. no 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 the no, crippling no. presence of the void without the blackest of clovers still yeah to be honest i'm actually starting to notice it was that really your last string before the bottom before the falling into the into the pit. Oh no, I'm actually chilling heavy. I mean, okay, so we in our area, like things are starting to open up. Yes, I cannot be more excited for that shit. And we actually, uh, we went like out to dinner with a friend, myself, Ricky, and our friend um, Tristan. If you recall from one of the early episodes, the guy who used to refuse to watch anime, and now our boy is hooked on the game. Guess why though? <laughs> Which ones did he call out? Why is he doing it? And, and what's his end game here? Okay, so the reason is he works for a Japanese company and he's going to be living in Japan, working there. We won't say which company, but it rhymes with Boyota. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe doxing all of our homies is not a great idea. <laughs> He'll be fine. Anywho. It's um, Honda. Keep going. Yeah, it's totally Hyundai, <laughs> which is not in Japan. <laughs> anyway, so he's moving there and basically has to be semi-proficient in Japan. Oof. In what, Japanese. What did you almost say? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, no. This is going so poorly. I know. We had about 60 seconds of track runway before the cliff, and now we're an actual train wreck. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> anywho, so, <laughs> yikers. Let's center it. Yeah, okay, yep, okay. Mm. <laughs> Centering over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, he's working for a Japanese company. His boss basically told him he needs to learn some Japanese and literally told him he could watch anime at work if he pleases to oh. to satisfy that requirement. And <laughs> the other thing he told him to watch was like Japanese drama shows. Which in my mind... Which I, is like Real Housewives of Japan IRL. Which is great. I mean, it's what we were trying to do. So... It's funny that he has been told to assimilate via anime and drama shows. <laughs> the two furthest things from real life than I can imagine. Whoa, watch it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's the whole point of anime, my dude. Is I don't want to watch shit I could watch every day. I want to watch something cray cray all day and today. You know what? We're done with the whole rhyming shit, dude. No way. Today. I want to talk to you, Ethan, about games, video games. Wait, we didn't even finish. Holy shit. Okay, we'll cut all this out. Sorry. It's cool. No, we're not doing that. Um, then rip I'm it off, it dude. In. Come on. I'm leaving it in just to freaking crush you like I said I would. <laughs> um, so, anywho, so he's wa watched One Punch Man and Death Note. Now, this guy literally vehemently hated anime and would, like, basically be an asshole every time we brought it up. Often. And he, I cannot tell you how happy I was when we were sitting at this table and he was like saying how much he loved Death Note. He would not talk any, like, anything down on it. It was like a 10 out of 10 for him. He, well, honestly, it wasn't a 10 out of 10. He agreed with the bulk of the anime community, which was that that season one was masterpiece level and that it just went down Magical. hard. From there, which him coinciding with the anime community on anything 
is such a huge step for him. It's great. It's so good to see him. Uh, yeah, agree I mean, remember with me. we said he's a jackass. <laughs> I can't forget a when you said that. Fool. Are you done? Yeah. So we um <laughs> we did we we're thinking about what to pitch him next. So he basically asked us for new shows to be pitched. Um, and I was obviously thinking down the same road as like the Death Note, and I was thinking um to pitch. Gosh, Lelouch of the Rebellion. Yes, I'd be into that. Code Geass. But it, then we had talked betwixt the two of us while he was in the table, and we said maybe we'll wait a little bit until he's ready, more seasoned anime guy, mm-hmm. so that he can deal with the anime mech, you know, genre in general. That's definitely a leap because he the grounded aspect of Death Note would kind of be under like that cool mind game would definitely be undercut by mechs for him specifically. So. What else would y'all recommend? You know, this guy loved Death Note. Um, so we landed on Great Teacher Onizuka just because we think it's an absolute masterpiece. Oh, okay. And this is the whole reason we brought it up. I think this is this is starting to feel like the whole reason we brought it up. It is. <laughs> so uh, just to rip myself a new one, um, <laughs> I back in the day was not as uh guys is this this beginning of this episode terrible <laughs> it's 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 awful but you know what we're, we'll get is. into it but we we're, we're not exactly the best at pitching back in the day now we are literal you know salesmen of the highest caliber to anyone that needs some anime stuff but back in the day i give the worst ever pitch of great teacher onizuka <laughs> anyone has ever given in the history of time i just say it's this older guy who becomes a teacher to get good with high school chicks (laughs) just to get some of that possibly illegal like tail and ethan Ethan is just like what are you doing dude what are you doing this was our moment and tristan was just like i'm fucking out yeah he was as out as someone could possibly be it was pretty funny so this it was a long walk, Ethan, to crush me, but I did enjoy the view. You, I, that was a bad. That was a. I I committed big bad. It was yes, not good. That was a bad. I totally agree. Um, but I think we revisited it, and I think we kind of stirred a little more interest in him on that one. But if anyone has a suggestion for our good old friend Ethan. Not Ethan, Tristan. Jeez, dude, well, are you okay, bro? You're the one, right, dude? This whole this whole intro. And these four people have been listening for eight and a half minutes. Like, what are these Bro, guys are smoking, okay? dude? What are these guys smoking? <laughs> but yes, Tristan is on the up and up, and it uh, makes me overjoyed to see him begin his anime journey. Even if it is for an occupational end, it doesn't. It doesn't end that way. He will be a. Uh, he'll be a weeb soon enough, yeah, my friend. Hooked and listening to all of our episodes soon enough. <laughs> wink, wink. Tristan, you um, prick. <laughs> so, like I brought up, basically to derail your entire thing halfway through this intro, I wanted to talk to you about games, Ethan. Have you played any good video games lately that you've kind of just been jonesing on? Oosh, this is Ako Taco. So, all right, I used to be big time into games, but now, you know, my life is pretty much consumed by anime and work. <laughs> it's which is, pretty you know, close. Freaking chill about that, you know. My uh, current ones, I'm replaying the God of War game for PS4. Ugh, such a freaking masterpiece. Um, and Ori and Will of the Wisps, very Metroid Castle, Metroidvania style game, very fun, very clean. And speaking of Metroid and Castlevania, all right, really fast. The one I'm going to buy as soon as it comes out is that Tony Hawk. The remaster, the remaster, yeah. yeah, I will be on that shit without a doubt. I will be purchasing that. I think the last game we played together was Borderlands Three. Yeah, and so I have a tendency to like get really hype on playing with friends online, and then I just stop doing that because probably an anime show has derailed my. Oh wait, did you even play with us? Holy shit! Yeah, we did. Okay, good. just a little bit. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's always Patrick's fault, and y'all know Patrick from the podcast. <laughs> Freaking RoboPat dude out here. <laughs> I um, just realized he's probably going to listen and be unhappy, but it is your fault, and everyone <laughs> will now know that. Everyone will now know that. But let's, let's dial back the game history back a little bit. Back to when Castlevania and Metroid were a thing. Back in the late 80s, early 90s era, what is considered the second golden age of video gaming which acts as the setting for the show we're talking about today. Ethan, what is that show? 
So we were actually recommended this show by one of our amazing fans who wrote in to us at weebologypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for that, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, the show we are talking about is High Score Girl. I have a lot to say about this show, um, but I'll read off the exact email that we got, and it kind of hits on a couple things that, you know, was their pitch. And people out here giving pitches, so we got to give pitches their credit and it's already better than mine for great teacher onizuka (laughs) hello my professors i've been listening to your podcast for a while now and i have enjoyed every episode thank you brandon that sounds right yeah i know ricky isn't huge fan of (laughs) cg in anime but i still think that you'd both really like high score girl it just had its second season released on netflix and actually has an ending along with having strong reference to real-life arcade games and culture. Thank you for all the work at Home Entertainment and looking forward to listening to your next podcast. Keep it up. Brandon. Brandon, next podcast. Did we drop anything that we're going to make another podcast? Does he know something we don't? I think he just means next episode. No. No, Brandon, if you want to you want to give you want to fill us in. Give about, us a topic. <laughs> yeah, give Shit. us a topic. We'll rip it. We'll rip it. We'll make the next Harry Potter podcast. Well, Brandon, my great great student, you uh will get your wish. We watched it. Um and Ethan, overall 10,000 feet. How would you feel about High Score Girl? Okay, so I will say that since this is on Netflix, it's extremely accessible. Yes. But this was a show I had never <laughs> intended on watching. Oh, me neither. Uh, and everything is on the list. Give, people give it high ratings. Uh, you know, it had a 98% match for me on Netflix. So I'm like, yeah, they know me, I guess. Okay, um, but the question is, is it just like because it's anime? They're like, oh, well, you'll probably like anime then. Yeah, they know my watchlog and they're like... Yeah, he's gonna probably have to watch us eventually. <laughs> so yeah, those those absolute fools those realize fools. that we have a podcast related to speaking about all anime. <laughs> and they like, knew, like they freaking knew. Jokes. So, high score girl. We start out in, like I said, kind of like the turn of the '90s. It almost felt like maybe '89, something like that. Um, well, I know. When did Street Fighter Two come out? Uh, I know it, it was at least 89 to start because they're showing copyrights of certain games in the show, um, and it was copyrighted 89. So I'm assuming that it at least starts with 6th grader Yagushi. 87, bro. 87? Okay. It starts around then, late 80s. It is following, at the start, a 6th grader named Yagushi Haruo? Haruo? Um, <laughs> And he is... I'm stranding you on that one. That's fine. (laughs) I Um, have no clue what his name is. Yagushi, definitely. So, he is a self-proclaimed gamer. Now, let me just preface his character by saying he will never let you forget the fact (laughs) that he's a freaking gamer, dude. This this episode's for the gamers only. Everyone else just leave, man. Because you wouldn't even like it, okay? It's 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 so weird to me because I I really kind of there's a lot of endearing parts about Yagushi and a lot of them do stem from the fact that he really is kind of a dunderhead. Like he's not a smart guy, and there's definitely something a little endearing about a guy who isn't smart but at least has enough self awareness to know it. So he knows he's shit at math. He knows he's shit at writing. He knows he's shit at sports. He knows he's shit at everything. But the one thing this boy is not shit at is gaming, especially fighting games. So what does he call himself like the god of gaming? He calls himself the god of gaming. And this is where I get a little bit (laughs) off put by him just slightly is the fact that he is so abrasive (laughs) to so many people. And he's kind of a dick bag. And I don't know, man, like. There are times when that definitely worked in his favor and other times where it really kind of shot himself in the foot to the point where everything could have been better if he was just one click less a dick. He could still be an asshole. He just went too far. But I guess that says a lot. I mean, that middle school kids, you know, they're, they're ruthless, man. They're out here. They're out there for blood. Um, so the story starts. He's, he's, he's a frequent visitor of his local arcades and he's always on his Street Fighter 2 machines and 
he sees himself pretty hoity-toity. You know, his, his coin-op games. Yep. And for you unanointed, that means coin-operated video game Ooh, systems, did you just, bro. Did you just age us really bad? We're both 36-year-old dudes. Yeah, we are 55. 74 um, years young. I have young. an Aston Martin and 16 children. What? <laughs> Those are two totally different things in life. I think you could pick one. I think you could pick one of those two things. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Look at Elon Musk. He's got like literally a billion kids and he's rich as hell. Yeah, didn't he just have to name one something really crazy? Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> so, um, he- wait. So before we do this, yes. Oof, I just forgot what I was going to say, so just go ahead. Cool. So he is sitting one day at his local arcade and I got it back. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to continually go in and out here. So over, um, I was playing Xbox one time, and I convinced this kid that I was fifty years old. I had a Ferrari and a like a like I was an adult, obviously with a family. And he kept being like, "I'm in, I'm like in yes or no." Like he was like waffling on whether it was true, and I got one of my buddies to back me up. <gasps> and he was Perfect. just like fully believed I was like fifty plus. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I don't really think I talk like a fifty plus year old, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Oh my god, that shot was a fucking bop. Yeah, I have a Ferrari. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a Ferrari though. That's funny. Anywho, this kid don't have no Ferrari. He doesn't have anything to his name, Yamaguchi. That is, except for his gaming prowess. One day, that prowess is challenged, Ethan. It is challenged when he's sitting like he always does at his Street Fighter 2 cabinet. He pops one of his 100 yen in and he goes to town and he sees this goes from single to multiplayer, baby. Someone on the other side, player twos him and whoops his ass. And I mean, takes him down. And he looks around and it's our girl, none other than Akiri Ono. Akira Ono. Akira Ono, aka Ono the Emoto. Because. Ethan, is she a chatty Kathy? So she, I don't know what the fuck wrong with this girl. She straight up doesn't say a word the whole effing show. And you know what? I love her character That's for crazy, it. That's crazy because I hated it. Really? Well, okay. Tell me why you hated it. Tell me why you hated it. Not <laughs> it, but I mean her, I guess. So at least for that first um, portion when they were still younger. Yeah. I was like, honestly... So I grew to to like it a little bit. But in the beginning, I yeah. was like, this is so effing boring. Like, what's the point? He's talking to a wall. You know what I mean? So, like. Yeah. So, basically, guys, like, in in the beginning of this, this season, first season, it's mostly, like, him speaking to Ono. Her not really, really emoting at all unless she's pissed. Or that's really mostly it. She'll only get, if she gets mad, she'll make it some kind of a moat. And then otherwise, she just like sits there like a freaking, <laughs> like a wall. And then so like, I'm thinking, why are you making a show about this guy talking to a fucking coin-operated gaming system? So, because it's basically the same thing. <laughs> just feed her coins and watch her yeah. smash. So uh, there's a couple couple things on that. One, this show definitely tries to be up its own little gamer ass a bit because <laughs> imagine the perfect mate, perfect life partner for a, a, a introvert gaming uh, social pariah, like someone who doesn't know how to really be anything less than a little dickling in public like this Yagushi guy. And imagine the perfect person is a girl who can crush at games and never say anything. That's there's no nope no people skills right, required. Guys, um, no people I am skills. I'm not on board with this hot take that Ricky is pulled. I'm just saying. I think women can speak as much as they want. Oh, <laughs> um, you so really anyway, gonna put me moving, on blast? No, on. no, I have um, another point. I have another point. Well, she's actually like extremely. I wouldn't say famous, but popular with the rest of the kids because she's like rich and cute. Right. She has that. She has it all apparently, but she doesn't but like, say I think, anything. I think her like character is basically the uh, unsuspected person who turns out to be an absolute gamer god. Gamer god. <laughs> Sorry, this show is just like a little cringe. That's the thing. This show's got a dash of cringe, and that <laughs> like might heavy. be why I like Ono as a character because. Um, in a sea, she can't cringe. Yeah, she literally <laughs> doesn't have the ability to cringe. 
And in the second season, you see more of her backstory and how, like, she does escape to games because the rich family we mentioned does kind of really lay it on her thick. Like, yeah, she, they blow. They do really fucking suck. Like, they don't let her have any fun. She's got to be the perfect, like, daughter. She's got to go to piano and shit like that. You She's out what? here it's hustling. It's just her, like, tutor. I don't think we've ever met her parents. Oh, yeah. Her, yeah, you're right. I think they show up maybe briefly in the oh, second in, season. In, no, in the in the first season at the airport, her mom says something. But other than oh, that, oh yeah, it was like exclusively when she drags her away from hugging Yagushi. Yeah, yeah. What are she's like? What are you bitch? even doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Hugging people? <laughs> Friends? You can't make money off of that. Did he just propose to you? What <laughs> <laughs> a little piece of shit. No, so yeah, it really is the tutor. It's kind of a dick, but um. The reason why she works, I think there are subtle movements that, you know, I did watch this in dub so I can work at the same time. Hell um, yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm out, I'm out here. I got to shove Solid. my anime in my face. I prefer sub and I always will, but dub does make it easier to multitask. So it's I can see. you're finally learning. I'm, I'm, I'm going to come over there and, 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 and you are literally within beat you at, beat you at Street Fighter 2. Okay. It made me um, want to buy one of those machines pretty bad. That is actually pretty sweet. I mean, you do have a pinball machine. I'm staring at it. So, I mean. Yeah, but can I Street Fighter 2 on it? I don't think so. Is it coin up? It is. Oh, then, okay. Well, it would be if I didn't have that obviously turned off. Oh, so I see. These coins in my own house. This guy's not a real gamer, That's then. really dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, so I liked how subtly she did get to convey emotion while. She never had to say anything, but you could kind of see it, see her wear it on her face in a lot of the pivotal moments. And I can imagine in sub, it gives the audience a reprieve from having to do the whole sub technique of watching action and reading at the same time. You are a little divided on each, but with her, you can just like see it on her face. No reading, no talking, just concentrating on her emotion. And it made it for a really compelling, in my opinion, a really compelling kind of love interest for Yagushi because... You don't, he's not clearly going to get anybody else as we saw with. What are you talking about? She wanted him so bad. Who? The oh. other girl. Right. But he's not going to get it. Right. After. She turned into a god too. I, I Hidaka? Think... Hidaka? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hidaka is this other girl that makes the other point in the love triangle. And she was. Oh, and she's also just hot for no reason. She's just like unusually pretty and compared to every other girl and i mean onizuka well, no, i'm just saying both yeah. these girls are like the hot girls in in the class i'm gonna bring that up in a second because i gotta rant about that shit but okay. seriously um <laughs> but no so like this girl like she's in a blizzard and then she goes and uh finds yagushi at a store playing a game and as she watches him I don't know where the spark happened. Maybe he just said a kind thing to her, and he all of a sudden she slowly becomes more smitten. Um, but she is the exact opposite of Ono, where she, everything exponentially with her, you hear her thoughts. She says a lot of words. While he's playing games, she's thinking. It's a good mix of the two. But the reason why I say Ono is a perfect, more perfect match for Yogushi. Because she doesn't speak. Well, no. You don't have to hear. Uh, what are you getting at, dude? What are you getting <laughs> at right now? <laughs> no, I'm saying, she, like, Hidaka is throwing herself at this guy, and he is literally to the point sometimes of berating her accidentally because he is a social idiot. He's a social oh, for sure. idiot. He's like massively oblivious. Right. So I mean, it makes sense that he basically. Ono is just that character that's been like, you know, stripped away in his eyes of everything, all the trimmings of like, she's rich, she's super smart, blah, blah, blah. He just cares. She's a fucking gamer. None of that stuff else really matters to him. Maybe that's why she's also attracted to him because that never really played in with her, you know? Why? Because he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much a dumbass. Yeah, he, he, needs, to, he needs to get his bread, man. He needs, to, he needs to wifey her up later in life and get that mun, hun. Like, come on. Well, so, I don't know how we want to do this. Like, do we explain the show or what? Because what I'm about to talk about, I think, yeah. is more like what I think makes more sense for what happened rather than what happened. Go to town. Riff it off. So, I think the Hidaka chick, if that's her name, I yeah. can't remember, 
is like what he actually wants out of a girlfriend because she like is phenomenal at games but she can also talk to him about games and like she got really into it if you remember yeah she so when they started she literally knew nothing about games she like didn't play him at all but her her dad who owns a uh like a candy shop or something he put these uh basically coin coin op games outside of his store to try to attract you know more kids into the store or whatever right and um through that and like watching yaguchi come play at her house every day like he said he Mm -hmm. would do um she kind of like became enthralled with the concept, but also she literally learned to game to play with Iguchi. Yeah, man. And to like stack up against Ono in his mind and all this stuff, right? But like what the the scenes I thought were really, really bad though were the ones where Yaguchi is like talking to Ono and they're in the car or something, and he's like talking about all these sick games that they missed or that they wanna you right, know, that are right. coming out. And she can't, she doesn't say anything. So it's just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. It's, but I like her, Hidaka, he could speak to. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you bring that up. Cause I mean, like she's respond. She does respond. And that's the thing is with words and (laughs) and her affections and not fists. Maybe he's into that. Maybe he just likes, he gets beat up a lot in this show. Let's sidebar that. He gets his ass beat so many times in this show. Yeah, he call somebody. Um, but he, uh. I think it's funny because that's the difference of the the uh, reason why they game, you know. Ono always did it as a love for them, but also as an escape from the crushing pressure of her family. Whereas uh, Hidaka did it solely to be closer to Yagashi. Not Yagashi, Yagushi. Um, and... Uh, I don't know if he could, fe- no, he couldn't feel anything. He had no social, I'm, not, I'm giving him way too much credit for that point. But it, it's clear that she almost had a moment later where she finally kind of grew in her own and became a true gamer girl for the sake of loving gaming. But I almost feel like her growth was stifled just because of the thing I wanted to rant about and all these stupid love triangle type shows it's not the show that's stupid. It's the love triangle between two girls and a guy who has nothing to give. He is no, like, like even in the same in the same vein, Hidaka. This entire show says he's an idiot. He doesn't listen. He's not nice to me. He doesn't even know I exist. Yet I can't stop loving him. Like, come, come on. What are you doing? This guy's a, this guy's a bum. A bub kiss yeah, kind of a, like kind of a guy. A romance trope. Like I literally don't know what to tell you, man. I guess I guess that is really coming down to you know the the vessel character. A good example in another genre in isekais, you have that OP cardboard cutout personality, someone you can shove yourself into to a power fantasy harem situation. It's stuff like this that I can understand why people would resonate with a character like Yaguchi. Because I don't. <laughs> right, 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 right. But this show was built. If you're gonna have a relational kind of uh, moment with a character, if if this show's main character was set up in such a way that you relate to him in no way, in for so many people, then what? Then it would never be popular. Yet the show is celebrated up and down by a lot of individuals. I think we're talking real- about why. But I think the relatability just comes down to like honestly playing the same games that the people that watch this play. Because yes. this is, I guess, mysteriously a seinen. <laughs> is it? Wait, is it really? Yeah, and hmm. at least via right, Wikipedia, the, or right, something. right, and it is classed as a '90s '90s uh, arcade romance. <laughs> '90s arcade yeah. romance. Rip him up, and I mean, yeah, I, I did like that. Sorry, romantic comedy. Okay, yeah. So I mean, it really is comes down to what makes this show stand out in my eyes is its application of the that second golden age of gaming knowledge that they shove in there for a lot of individuals, a lot of anime fans that maybe are a little older than Ethan and I could probably remember very intensely playing those exact same games. And when it comes down to gamer knowledge, and I don't say that as a cringe thing, like people who are into gaming, the knowledge that they would have of that era, it does show through very well in 
this show, they go all the way up from strictly arcades and the TurboGrafx-16 all the way up to the PlayStation and beyond. So, I mean, they yeah, do... only 90 kids would get it. <laughs> yep, only 90 kids would understand this. Um, but were you, were you ever into those Street Fighter games? Like, could you resonate on the game aspect Not of this? Not at all. So, the one that I did resonate with was Ridge, Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer? Um, no way. So, we had the original PlayStation, so PlayStation 1. And we had the Ridge Racer game. So when they showed it in the sh- in the show, I was like, "Ah, shit, fam. <laughs> the one I can resonate on was uh, that Vampire Hunter. I didn't know a lot of fighter games. But the one uh, story time, when my sister would go play soccer in the North, we used to have these massive complexes because the North sweater kind of sucks. Um, so when she, what? Yeah. So when she'd go there, there were some good arcade games inside of uh, that Metroplex. There was the OG Gauntlet. There was a couple fighting games, but the one that I like playing with my brother was that Vampire Hunter, that um, fighting game. And it was not until I found out later that that game never officially came to America in that form. So that was a rom- that was like a port on a different cabinet that was just a completely different cabinet outside. So it was very hackney, but it was fun. I mean, those are the only games I remembered. I didn't jump on the Street Fighter trend or the Tekken trend, but... I think what that show did. The ones that I always liked was like the the, yeah. the X Men game, where you each pick an X Men and you kind of like they just yeah. they showed clips yeah. in this show of like you pick one of four characters and you kind of like right. progress through levels and shit. Mm-hmm. So the X Men game and the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game was the ones that I was always into. What was the one that they they played together first in the store? Was it Final Final Fight or something like that? Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, Final Fight. Um. Those games are fun, like the Double Dragon style games. I like yeah. those beat 'em ups. Those those ones I got a little more into, and I think uh, when they when they narrator pop in with like strats that they were using and dropping, that I resonated with. That was a very Doctor Stone esque moment. That you know the narrator pops in or like somebody pops in and teaches me something about you know this era or this topic. And but it was kind of cool because they used like the announcer from the game, you know. Yeah, and th- let's talk about that—the the whole game world meshing with the real world. The guile turtle. The guile <laughs> turtling, but guile literally being almost like Yagushi's like conscience voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah. his Jiminy kick it, if you will. He is out here telling him life lessons while also helping him spam in the game. So it's it was really cool to see them mesh, but that's where I think the cringe almost started happening, where. Yes, we know it's a gamer show, and it started to get really old really fast in the second season. They did that a lot in the second season. Um, mm. So there, there's a lot of moments in this where they, they know gamer uh, aficionados will be watching, but they, sh- they shove it so distilled down your gullet that you're almost just like, okay, all right, settle down. Like, I know this is a show for gamers, and... um. But all in all, that part was endearing. The teaching me about old school gaming was endearing. Um, and uh, that was a part that I can probably get behind more when, like, they're in the arcades and it's people like the tournament arc in the second season. I really enjoyed that. I think that was pretty cool. Wait, what? Um, Not the one where they're, like, on the school trip and they sneak away? That was pretty. No, that was cool. No, I'm talking about the. the in the second season, they. Uh, ono and Yagushi are going up into, like, the. Tur- like the tournament where they meet that the finals and face each other again again yeah, yeah. yeah okay um but uh yeah but i did like how basically og ono was at gaming just on a very surface level where she basically almost kicked gushi's ass with broken buttons fuck you dude you just got nearly yeah, <laughs> body slammed by a broken machine well, remember she like was using akuma and then couldn't even do that because the, the things were broken yeah so she couldn't even play against him with akuma that's I, I love that kind of thing so i mean the gaming aspect while cringy in the way that yogushi would would make it work from the show's plot and narrative structure it worked well i think that's what's putting it a little bit above other slices of lives and romance Bro, i'm gonna be honest yep. so like i think the cringe came from like purely yaguchi just being like that effing oblivious yeah you know what yeah because hidoka was like straight up telling him at some points like hey i like you and then he was like finally having to face um that and then like also he had that little buddy who i thought was into him for like the entire show little buddy the other good the other guy mio 
That's right. Yeah, Mio. Uh, yes. Yeah, me actually actually you know what? Yeah, me too. <laughs> he was a little I was like he's into him a hundo percento. <laughs> and then there's that one character, literally Onizuka, that chick with two teeth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> that one of the funniest parts in this whole fucking show was when they're at a they're at an amusement park and they basically say hey and her voice is like this yeah, like yeah, straight yeah. up like this that's actually exactly what her voice <laughs> and, sounds like she, they're like hey let's get everyone team up in boy girl style and go on the fucking ferris wheel and then he's trying and then yagushi's trying to get on with ono and then she comes up behind him and goes Hey, would you go on with me and tell me if your penis has a bone in it? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the most forward. I respect her because she's out here trying to get it, looking like an actual, like, turnip. Like, <laughs> no, so, like, um, that's when I kind of realized this was not for kids. Is because oh, yeah. It was actually, like, fairly aggressive sexually for being so young. Yeah. And there was like a situation at one point Ono runs away and they basically uh Yaguchi for whatever reason feels like he's responsible and he goes and finds her. And oh, they end up spending the night right. together. Yeah, they're in there they're in that room. Don't they play like PlayStation together? Yeah, so yeah. he just bought a no, it wasn't a PlayStation. I thought it that's just when like the Saturn and PlayStation just came out. So, it was a Saturn, right? Because he was a second. He was the second Saturn man, or like a Famicom or something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, they. Wait, no, it was it was something. It was like a Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, so he has he he just bought a gaming system, and they they play it, and don't the way they shoot it's a little weird, like it's like mad weird, bro. There's a lot of sexual tension for eighth graders. This is. Not cool, but I mean, I guess they're both eighth graders, so I can't really knock it, but I don't know. But no, that okay, okay, not a rant, just a side note. Well, like it is realistic, I think that kind of thing does happen. I think, like, right, the Ferris wheel thing would can could, could potentially occur. That's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's and it was clear from the beginning that you know, oh, no, it's not going to talk, so how do they kind of communicate together feelings, and that's through co op gaming and fighting. And basically like that. So I just like tell lay it out here, man. It, it got endearing, I suppose, in some some ca- occasions, like when she like slid her hand over it and held his hand and stuff like that. And right? when she and when she was at the airport, that did get me. A, that was for, great. That was that a good was moment. Really good. Because that, you but didn't. The rest of it was so freaking bad, in my opinion, with Ono. I don't think. Yeah, man. Maybe maybe I just like. It's like I think. Okay. Don't don't. <laughs> Just, what? I thought you were about to go on a rant about me liking women who can't talk. No, no, no. <laughs> so I think it's like what people get so frustrated about in relationships with like one person being insanely passive aggressive. Yeah. Because she, she has no normal like speaking aggressive. Yeah. And so it's like the epitome of passive aggressive because half the time he's trying to talk to her and she's like literally not giving him any type of like it's a blank wall, you know? Oh, when she and came so back he, from LA, I wanted that was the part I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck I this. I was like, this fucking sucks yeah i was like ditch this broad <laughs> ditch this witch and go date hadoka because she's turned into a prodigy yeah she already was scoped out by him as a natural talent and it's oh my true. god she's a talent and then she went and she went to that whole what is it uh nikotima or nikokima the the chick that basically recruited her to go to like iguana game shop and she did that underground Welcome to night gaming. This is like the real underground hardcore gaming boot camp. And she trains them up because they have that uh, Yagushi and Hidaka have that love battle essentially where if he wins, she'll step down. If she wins, he has to go out with her. And this is the part that I realized I didn't like Yagushi anymore. Like any endearingness is gone is when they have their battle it's close. She does a really good job. He does eventually win and couldn't see that the whole freaking reason she did this was she just wants one freaking date, dude. Just one date. And only thing he can say was, how's that? I smacked you up. You have no idea. Yeah, he's a real, he's a real turd. <laughs> he's a real piece of shit. That's what I'm like, you're you. an actual piece of shit. And then he gets his ass beat by every guy in that that's watching him. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking get. I had some vicarious catharsis from him getting his ass beat a couple times um 
Who else beat his ass? Who's that Hankoon guy? The one with the really bad temper from the beginning and kind of yeah, showed yeah, up yeah. recurringly. He beat his ass a couple times. And the narrator even started, <laughs> said it like a, nat, like a nature documentary. Gaming fights always start out as a hand-to-hand combat over a digital medium. And that ends up as a simple wrestling match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's got like two freaking nerds like trying to <laughs> tackle each other and stuff. Have you ever seen anyone get so upset at an arcade like that that they start beating on each other? So I've only been in arcades when I was young, and it was never like an occurrence when someone would just like straight up fight each other. I did one time see a really heated argument between two random DDR players where the guy put his hand on the back rail and the other guy just wasn't, and the other guy lost by a bit, and then turns to that guy and starts going ape shit on his ass for using the back rail, and he says, it's a handicap, it's fucking cheating, it's fucking cheating, and I'm like, I'm 12, this is weird, like, why are you doing this? And the other guy started getting in his face, and then I think they got escorted out of D&B, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, like, almost part of the nostalgia for people of that, that era, because I think that kind of stuff probably did happen in, like, intense, like, Street Fighter Two tournaments and shit like that. Oh yeah, um, and I, and, I will and like say, the way the way the arcades were set up is like literally head to head. Yeah, and you're across from each other, so you could be you know shit talking and stuff like that. But I think like these days, like people get stabbed or killed, so it's like honestly <laughs> yeah. not worth it, you know? Yeah, and I think that was probably one of the most intense parts of the, sh- the like the show that and most enjoyable was actually watching <laughs> them get killed th- them get ki- not they get killed <laughs> i mean them playing these games head to head i mean there is as much as we didn't necessarily play a lot of them it's nostalgic to see you know these 8 like 8 and 16 bit like games mono e mono head to head it's now it's all battle royales and big team play and you don't get to 1v1 on rust anymore bro like that Shit doesn't really happen too often. It's your rig. So seeing that in its purest, most like uh, distilled form, especially when they had to put some money in, man. Like just you, you had to commit some of your mom's cash to go <laughs> to go play. Oh, you remember, he got a job just to play games. He got he he got worked at a sushi factory, right, or a sushi yeah, assembly yeah. place. He bought he got it that job so that he could buy more games for his at-home system so he could practice while he's not at the arcade. That, that shit, and he, he was like a true gamer, dude. He's a true gamer, and I get He it. drinks G Fuel on the daily. <laughs> on the daily, dude. Wakes up, has a bang, has some G Fuel, hits the cod. That's his life now because he's 37? Yeah, he's old. He's old now, but, you know. I don't know. Like, So I, get, I obviously didn't live through this era, but I have like this weird nostalgia for it, even though I never lived through it, if that makes any sense. I think we hit the tail end. I remember I had a Super Nintendo as a kid because I, I didn't no, have. No, no, I mean like the arcade lifestyle. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I just remember, you know, going to places like um, after baseball games as a kid, like Pee Wee Baseball, and then like the, like the place we'd go to would have arcade games, just a little section, but it was enough. Did you, was there ever an arcade game that you just were godly at? Did you ever get to that level in any arcade game? I was like the king at cheating at the claw games at one point. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, I, yeah. I, no, uh, so the only place I really played a lot of arcade games was every year my family would go on vacation to Wildwood, New oh, Jersey. Oh, yeah, okay. And it's like a basically a 50s, 60s doo-wopper type atmosphere. That's cool. So they, like, obviously had a shitload of arcades and stuff like that. Yeah. And the place we stayed at, like, literally across the street had a massive game room. And our place had, like, a smaller one. Okay. And then down the street, there was, at this place called Bell Harbor, there was, like, an insane arcade. (laughs) That sounds awesome. Like, two-floors type arcade. And so, like, the nostalgia I think I feel is, like, my uncles, who are obviously older than me by about 20-plus years, right? Um, explained, you know, back in the 80s how it was in arcades and stuff because they were probably, you know, 15 going to the same exact place uh, back when arcades were, like, big, big, you okay. know? Okay. So, you know, that's, I think, probably part of the nostalgia is, like, I've been, like, told firsthand what it was like. They they explained that you know the quarter on the machine thing used to be a big deal. Oh yeah, that's like saving your spot. You're next up. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. You know, in my lifetime, we never freaking did that because nobody's ever waiting for a machine that bad. To that, where they that's put a actually kind of true. It. That is true. We never, I never had that quarter weight scenario. I would say for me, that Pee Wee Baseball one definitely comes up for me because 
after every game, all the dads would take all of the sons and we'd go to this bar called Harpo's. It's gone now, and it was sad to go up to Cleveland to visit that. It no longer being there, but <laughs> what? Sorry. It was. That it was, was hilarious. It to was. visit that vacant lot. And it's not there anymore, but oh, that. Um, but it, back, in, back in the room, there was a bunch of games. <laughs> Who did you visit? The Harpo's Bar. You just said it was not there. Well, yeah, because we went up there last time, and it just was gone. It used to always be there, and it was gone like two years ago. It's like a, a building was just missing? No, it got replaced by a fucking, go? fucking Froyo shop. Dude, I don't know, dude. It's just gone, man. It's just gone. Why did you bring it up, man? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, why did you bring this up? No, but with the two games in this like seven-game array that... The one thing I am nostalgic about is hitting that motherfucking top of the leaderboard. Carnival King and Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Those was two games, I would just go and my dad would just give me a, just like literally just like a solo cup of just quarter, just like here. And it would be for me and my brother. And we would just. i the man, Mr. Shosk. Dr. Shosky. The original Dr. Shosky. Um, th- we would rip. Le progenitor of the doctor. The progenitor of this professor. So I would always clean house at Carnival King. And that was the only game I played. It I was like one of those. I not know anything about that. It was, like a, it was just a, sh- like a shooter, and it just had like three distinct levels. And if you won um, first place in all of them, and you won first place in the bonus game, you then got to play again for free. And I got so good that I would run all three because no one was waiting for it. <laughs> I couldn't find it ever until a shop near us about an hour away here called the Retrocade has it in the basement loaded onto a big buck hunter. So it's no longer a pistol. It's freaking shotguns. <laughs> so big buck hunter was like one of our big games. Oh yeah. Was played. And then, um, that 1942 game where you're the plane and you're, you like fly over. This rings a, bell it's but on my phone they okay. made a, literally an app of it i can show you in a second oh that's cool um this one hang on uh everyone at home uh just just pretend like we're not not talking right now if that makes any sense 1942 squadron yeah interesting well this is the squadron thing is just the fact that it's you know oh okay on my phone <laughs> but so as you're looking at it and as yeah. i'm looking at it and i kind of really dig this aesthetic because it's kind of old school um yeah so we may have had our fair share. Oh, oh that yeah, that looks familiar. Okay, so like you, it's like a you, bullet, it's like a bullet time, like a bullet hell kind of thing. Um, so you're like a plane and you're flying around and you have to kill uh, like enemy planes as well as like ships that are shooting at you and you can kill like each turret and stuff. Yeah, and then it's similar to like Galaga in that when you you know kill some of the planes like a they can drop yeah they can drop stuff fly, fly down to you. So I mean, as Ethan gets sucked into his game, um, the Wait, thing what? what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> what year is it? Uh, Sorry, so, I'm just like Yaguchi. <laughs> yeah, see? So we may have had our personal fair share of arcade experiences, but not to the extent of the characters in this show. So if we weren't necessarily nostalgic for the game, it's, games itself, we weren't really too hype on the main character. We weren't really too hype on either one or either of the girl girls. Ethan, did you like this show? So... The, in my opinion, the nostalgia was like the main point here. Yeah, like obviously. Okay, but we didn't really talk about the art. So it was like I was trying to avoid it a little bit. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, it was a weird art style. It was um, definitely CG. Yeah, but like a not super bad CG, if that makes sense. Like I got used to it. If that makes, I got used to it. Yeah, because I think what they're doing now is they're getting better techniques about maintaining thick lines around the outside like almost like an application of cell shading where you're con- For sure, you're dude. keeping the outline as they move and turn that seems a lot like a 2D animation would and then they have like almost really crisp 2D animations rendered onto these 3D models whatever they're doing to cook up this new wave of CGI I'm about it this one felt a little rough around the edges but not so rough that it detracted from experiencing show as they wanted me to right I think what the the problem for me with CG is like the feeling of depth. Like I feel like it doesn't. It just doesn't feel. Um, it doesn't feel three D. It feels yeah. Like, it yeah. feels like everything's falling away from from the thing so far in the front of you. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. It's like like <laughs> the characters are 
in your eyeballs and everything else is like a thousand miles away. Like That's it, a there's really just good like point. a yeah. big gap. It's how it feels to me. So what, I think what was, your, what was your favorite part though? Of the whole show? Yeah, like a like a quick little scene or something that you were just like down for. I really okay, I really enjoyed the first like three episodes. Or the one right up to the moment where she's being taken away to LA for the first time. Because that scene in the airport, that all felt so natural. You have this girl who didn't really don't don't know you. You're kind of a piece of shit socially. <laughs> and you guys just seem to have a weird vibe. You relate on the one thing you both are obviously <laughs> obsessed with. And then when it's time to be torn away, like she's being torn away by her family, which is the whole point of her gaming. Also the whole point why she met Yaguchi. That's the first time we hear her even <laughs> utter a noise. And it's her crying like with so much more emotion than you saw her up to any point in the show and arguably after. Um, so I liked that moment. It felt real. It felt emotional. I think um, after that point, did they like explain why she's like literally a mute? Like what, what the hell's going on? I, I think in the second season, they go on a little bit about how like her crushing, the crushing weight of her family demanding perfection on top of everyone around her, just because, just like she doesn't even have to talk to anybody, right? Because everyone is just like giving her whatever she needs. She's smart. She's pretty. She's rich. She can draw. She knows all these other extra skills because of her family. Why, why develop a personality? Why, ever, why would you ever need to do that? You have everything you need. You can just do the things. Um, so to me, it almost felt as if she was like, in everything other than gaming, she was a robot going through the motions of everything. Adding to her really not having to respond to anything just means she never had to. Her only criteria was do well in all these things and just that's it. Um, so uh, yeah, they never explicitly explain why she's a mute, but I, I, I can't even figure out necessarily why one reason just the whole uh, window of the show the whole measure of the show it works for her being silent it just does in my opinion i don't know i think um in the beginning it was okay i was hoping she'd come back from la and not like be a mute but um i don't know just like i think they did a good job of showing a lot of the nonverbal communication type stuff oh yeah but, they did a good job but with that. But I sure. think where this it just kind of gets boring is like I don't know who in their right effing mind could just speak to a wall for the rest of their life. A guy who's looking at black screens his entire life up to this point. Yeah, I get it, but even still he wants to talk about gaming and he can't because she doesn't talk. And so like the obvious choice here is Hey, take the other cute girl who talks about games and who can now rip a joystick like nobody's business. Yeah, who freaking shreds. But um, so my favorite scene was in the first season, like very early on, similar to what you said before mm -hmm. she left. I think the episode before she left, they went on this trip together to go look for an urban legend arcade. Oh yeah, this shit that that was cool. So they go to this little town and they find the they find it. And it's in this basement. They go down, and it's like straight out of like the early '80s. It's like moldy just by being in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like machines that only came out in that time period, and like everything's like one yen or something ridiculous. Oh yeah, it was a ten. It was a ten yen shop. Yeah, so they there could play it literally all day, and they were like talking about how cool it was because that's not a thing anymore. And they leave it, and they turn around, and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, like it is an urban legend and it's gonzo. I like the idea that what actually happened is they were just downstairs in a moldy asbestos ridden environment. They got some brain fungus. <laughs> they were they were just wrapped up down there. They for were like affected six hours. by asbestos. And they found they wandered they watered the way out, took one fresh breath of air, and then looked behind. Oh, oh, where were we? Some old laundromat or something. <laughs> no, I thought that that was like the coolest scene, at least for 90% of the show, oopie. I, and you know what? There's something, it's funny, because... So I kind of liked it. Yeah, I kind of liked it. As all of the parts of this show add up, it does make something way better than the sum of its parts. Like, seriously. Yeah, um, I, think, I think it was solid. Like, yeah. I don't think this is something that... 
Um, maybe this is something you would suggest to somebody who like doesn't watch anime but is like gaming centric, and yes. then maybe you can try to pull them into anime that way. Yeah, but I wouldn't say this is like a heavy anime favorite. Uh, like for I don't know, man. Yeah, like no, it no. was it was it had a lot of weaknesses, and it was relatively strong in some areas. I put it this way: I recently just watched the Dragon Prince season three as well. Oh, and, finally. And that, had, and that season had more anime references, traditional anime references, than this entire show did. There are scenes where they did, like, Sailor Moon transformations. and well, like, Dragon Prince is an absolute thug lord of a show, and we're definitely going to be doing a dozen, dozen anime. anime about it. Yeah, for absolute sure. Um, but in terms of this show, what would you give it? A hundred, you know, a hundred pachinko machines out of whatever. What do you got? What do you think of I am, um, I was going to say 69, but I obviously am not going to do that because that's stupid. I will do 67 completely mute girls out of 100, <laughs> 100 door nails. 100 door nails. I'm going to give it a 72. Three, some, three seemed a little high. I think I liked the idea of a complete. What number did I say? Uh, 67. Okay, I'm so cool with that. Yeah, so 72, maybe even a 73, um, just because I think the use of Ono being kind of a mute is con- contextually in the story, you can make sense as to why she's that way. I think it works in the context, and they do a really good job of conveying her emotions. All right, quick um, question. Yes. This is how I think it would be better, and I want to see if you agree. Okay. So she leaves. Yes. He falls actually in love with Hidaka. She comes back. And then he has to literally like decide childhood love. Versus the one that stayed. Yeah. And then it's like an actual show. Yeah. Instead of just like, I don't even know what his freaking plan was other than like, he clearly liked Ono and was too afraid to admit it or whatever. And then like, Obviously, Hidoka liked him and was very clear on that point. And Mio literally told him, and it's like, yeah, you know, what I, mean? I don't know. It just felt like so weird. I think if they had prolonged the return, like, right? Because when that all started with Hidaka, I was like, yo, I cannot wait for Ono to return, and then this is gonna get interesting. So but it happened like instantly. I think what slight tweak in your idea that I think would have made for a better show. I think what they should have done. Is season one? Oh, she comes back and she's uh, Joe Star. Ho ho! <laughs> yes, it's actually me, Dio. Trish. <laughs> yeah, then Hidaka reveals herself to be Dio, and then it's an actual all-out yeah, yeah. JoJo battle for him. No, so what I think they should have done: prolonged her leaving, make that more of a little more of a gut. It was a good gut-wrenching moment for them for just the just the hair. They should have prolonged their um their kind of foundation, and then prolonged everything like that. Gave the rest of maybe the last third of it, him kind of finding some footing with Hidaka. They really do. She and pulls Mio. the yeah. <laughs> she pulls the yeah. You mean Dio? She pulls no the whole, Mio. Oh Mio, sure. I promise Mio. that dude was into. Oh him. god damn it! So they they basically form a damn near relationship, and then boom, she comes back at the end of season one, and season two and is guess about what? that. She talks. And guess what? She says. Hi, Agoshi. And then it's like, whoa, you sound like you're from the South. And instead, I thought you went hey, to LA. Hey, Gucci. Yeah, went to Los Angeles, Alabama, actually. <laughs> That's where my family's got an estate down there. That'd have been there. fucking hysterical. Um, and more of a plantation. If, if got him more of a plantation down there. Um, so, you know what? I, again, it wasn't bad. Definitely maybe, solid. Like, maybe for not, sure. Yeah. Solid. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Yeah, this the is the cool def- part about it was yes. I was never going to watch that if you hadn't re- recommended it. So I really appreciate it. This that. is why we're doing this. We will watch shows you recommend. And uh, that's the point. Maybe we'll find some bangers. Maybe we'll find some solid ones. Maybe you guys give us a, give us a ditch, a ditch bomb. We're into it. We'll, we'll rip it. But you got to understand that's what we're here for. So um, thanks, y'all, so much for uh, listening and coming to class. Uh, hey, YouTube gang. Uh, I'm looking absolutely disheveled today um <laughs> haircut coming soon Can't haircut wait. coming soon when the world opens up to the it's old open. world barbers are open bro what literally yesterday they opened youtube gang is seeing me going like gangbusters right now <laughs> well if you don't want to see my hairy mug and just want to listen with your ears go on to apple google spotify 
Cast, Box, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcast fix. Check us out on Instagram at webology.podcast. We got memes on memes on news. Very quarantine heavy, but you know what? We're ripping them anyway whenever we get the chance. Um, Again, take your other students' advice. Take Brandon's advice and hit us up on Gmail, webologypodcast at gmail.com. You suggest it. We watch it. We'll give you honest review on how well you can pitch or ditch. Who knows? Make sure to leave us a review on any podcasting platform that allows it, specifically yes. Apple, if possible. It obviously helps your favorite podcasters grow, reach more people, help them through the void, similar to the way I've helped Ricky through the void. And what's also been, <laughs> right? helping, it's also been helping me is these extra credit episodes we have every Thursday. I'm reviewing Tower of God. Ethan's reviewing Gleipnir. It comes out every Thursday. It, we, we rip in isolation, and I'm having a really good time with those. Uh, those like that Because that show, my show is great, and your show is weird. <laughs> yeah, so Gleipnir kind of blows. <laughs> Does it really? It's, I, it's I, starting I to suck. I didn't hate it too much. I think I'm caught up. Episode 7 or 8 now, at time of recording. Claire gets absolutely blasted in this last episode. I'm caught up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely be ripping a full review of that on the main show at some point. But Yikers. <laughs> but until those episodes come out, I'm Ricky. And I'm your hero. And this has been Weebology. Deuces. <laughs> yeah. You've been laying it thick on me, dude. <laughs>